Locked On Hawks Postcast, part of Locked On Atlanta on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Hawks Postcast, your home for the best Hawks talk. It's local insight you can't get anywhere else but right here on Locked On. I am Tanitra Batiste, your host, along with Deshaun Tate, and this Locked On Hawks Postcast is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now, Deshaun, the Hawks showed the physicality that you were looking for them to show against the Knicks, but where they did take a beating was on the glass. We'll deep dive in the and one and get you ready for the next game. But first, let's get T and Tate's takes on what went down tonight in the 116-114 Hawks loss to the Knicks. Now, Deshaun, you said your top takeaway was standing and fighting. It's as close as you can get to a win without having one. But if you can stand <laughs> and if you can fight, then you're good with that. Yeah. And, you know, some people believe in different things, Tanisha. Some people believe in, you know, I'd rather have a good loss than a bad win. And if there was a such thing as that, if that's how your mind works, this is one of those games. Listen, I'm always going to stand on the side of the fence of which if there's a team that's just more superior than me, if there is a team that is just more talented than me and, you know, just making shots and just the, the, no, the Los Angeles, the, the best to the Chicago Bulls of the 90s can't even stop this team. Then I can be OK with that. What I'm not OK with is standing and fighting, because what we yeah. saw from, for the most part, the first quarter, specifically the first half of the first yeah. quarter was a team that just kind of looked intimidated and just like physically just wasn't physically imposing the other. I mean, it looked very similar to what it did the first matchup between these two teams, mm -hmm. yeah. but they, they made some adjustments. They made some changes. They realized this is ATL and, uh, and, and they fought win, lose or draw. I was going to be okay going down with at least that much. And I was, so I'm, I'm okay with tonight. Yeah. And I actually, feel like it was maybe heavy legs as well, because it's tough to mm -hmm. come back home on a back-to-back, -back, especially when you had to fight and fend off the scrappy Pistons, because like mm -hmm. we said a couple of nights ago, the Pistons just always give the Hawks fits, right? And so coming off that game, you've got to now fly back home. And granted, you know, they took a little break this morning from shoot around, but I also felt like in addition to the Knicks kind of landing the first punches, I feel like with the Hawks, maybe they kind of had to get their sea legs under them before they could really kind of get going. And, you know, once they got going, especially in that second quarter, I felt like to your point, that's when you started to see them stand. That's when you started to see them yeah. fight. They went on a couple of 14 to four second quarter runs Powered mm -hmm. primarily by Sadiq Bay. I mean, Sadiq Bay actually took over one of those runs. It's actually like a 12-2 run within one of the 14 to fours. And you know, our guy literally uh, had a had a couple of dunks, a pull-up mm -hmm. jumper, and mm -hmm. a three. And you started to feel like, okay, all right, now there's a shift. Like you said, the Hawks are looking like the home team. They're looking like the team that knows, hey, we're back home. We got a little bit of rest, but we can get this thing done. And we're going to actually talk about why they could think that in the uh, deep dive there. But, yeah, I, I feel like with you, I, I can look at that and give them some credit for definitely standing up, taking that first gut punch and punching back. This was one of the more Im impressive um, performances for me from this team. Again, uh, we might say, well, it still wasn't start to finish. I know that, you know, Quinn Snyder definitely kind of mentioned that, had alluded to that in his pre post game press conference about, 
having to put it all together for 48 minutes. I think every coach is going to say that specifically this team, I think does really need to work on that particular piece. Um, But, you know, I was still okay with the fact that um, they started locking in more on the defensive side, which, you know what, let's stop the press for a second because I got something I want to really address. Are you, you sure know, you don't want to hold it for the deep I, dive? Because I know I, you I, love to talk about defense. I almost can't, and I will only because you know I'm not familiar yeah. with you know the the whole sorority and fraternity thing is a, is a little beyond me. But it's oh, your night. It's your night, so I'm gonna put it on hold. But I am so pumped up for 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 what I'm gonna say because there's some things that's that, that's not really going mentioned um, the way I think it should. But moving past that. I think you also have to give some credit to the Atlanta Hawks, considering the fact that uh, New York uh, has a lead or, or second in the league with fewest turnovers. And yeah. Atlanta found a way to, to to force them into turnover situations. They also mm-hmm. go to the free throw line about over 20, 20, somewhere between 20 and 30 yeah. times a game. They found a way to kind of limit um new york's you know um ability to get to the charity stripe again free space on the bingo card as i always like to call it so there are some really really good takeaways in a loss and to be honest with you i know again we don't love it but for me personally Mm -hmm. this feels like a win in 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 more ways than just one it's a loss i get it people don't understand what that might mean but it feels like a win well yeah because what you look at is whether or not they're building from the game before and then from the game they played, right? Mm -hmm. So you're looking to see, okay, were there any lessons learned? Were there any things that we saw that were different from say a couple nights ago or last night, excuse me, against the Pistons? And is it different from what we saw at the opening of the season against the Knicks? And I think we can both agree that the answer is yes. So yeah, it's not always going to result in a W. Absolutely, you want a W because now you're kind of pinned against the wall. And in order to at least make sure you walk out of the season series at 500, you've got to win in New York twice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, that part you don't like, especially if the East is as tight as we think it's going to be past, like, you know, the first one, two, or three teams. But what you saw tonight should make you feel a little more confident that the Hawks can actually get it done in New York. Now, my takeaway for the night kind of alludes to football, right? In football, we always talk about a game of inches, meaning that every little piece comes right down to, and we saw it a couple, we saw it on Monday Night Football, for example, where the kicker missed at 41, but there was a penalty. Then he got to hit that bad boy at 36, and he made it. Game of inches. I felt like this was the basketball version of a game of inches tonight, and the reason I say that is because that score of 116 to 114, it really does kind of tell the tale because – Every at every point where the Hawks would maybe have some leverage, the Knicks just did like just a little bit more to get the win. So to your point, excellent for the Hawks, for example, to keep them from going to the free throw line. However, they hit 91% when they got there. Yeah. Hawks hit 77% when they got there. Little uncharacteristic of the Hawks, but that's one example, if you will. The other thing you mentioned was the Hawks were able to get them to turn the ball over 17 times which is great except that you only got 13 points out of it so that's the those are the little pieces where you know things just kind of matter if you will and you even look at the fast break points now the good thing is in the we look at and i'm going back to the box score deshaun just because i want to point something out when you when you look at the fast break points from 
the first quarter, the Knicks had six and the Hawks had two. So it evened itself up a little bit. The Knicks end up with 14, the Hawks end up with eight. But again, Mm -hmm. if you keep on keeping those margins right there, it's like the game of inches seems to keep on creeping up so that you can't get to the last seven seconds and afford for Bogdan Bogdanovich to miss a wide open three or for DeJounte Murray to have a lane violation. Because if it's a game of inches and everything is about getting right there, then get right there and do something with it. That's the piece that, like you said, Quinn Snyder's talking about when he talks about 48 minutes, because 47 minutes and kind of 53 seconds doesn't kind of get you there. You know, so I think that what he's simply trying to say is in order to get on the other side, in order to be able to beat the Knicks when they head to New York in maybe 10 days. It's crazy how many times they play the Knicks in this first quarter of the season. So but yeah, they yeah, it's really weird. But definitely you hope that they can the Hawks can build on this and finally get a win against this team. Now we'll talk more Hawks Knicks in the and one when we get back. That's our deep dive. But first, I want to tell you guys a little bit about eBay motors right so when we talk about ebay motors it's funny because i have a story about ebay motors that i'll tell at the end but it's definitely one of those organizations that has teamed up in a different way teamed up with locked on's fantasy basketball host josh lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long so whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire every week they're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster courtesy of locked on so let's see who josh has picked out for us on this week's ebay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week now he actually liked a former hawk skylar mays skylar mays is one who should be starting for at least the rest of this week and is value great for fantasy teams of course to listen and still Another guy he likes that, hey, dogs didn't like when, he, when they faced him last week was Kyle Lowry, who, of course, got off to a great start. Lowry had minuscule usage to begin the season, although with that Hawks game, it was actually a lot of usage. He has to step up, and he actually has, especially in that game where we saw that Jimmy Butler was not available and there was no Tyler Hero. So those are a couple of guys that you want to watch out for in your fantasy football picks now. Josh Lloyd is also going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same with your vehicle. And that's why I want to kind of chime in because I definitely had a situation uh, maybe with my last car, maybe a year or so ago, where the brakes just kind of went out out of nowhere. Didn't have time to shop around. I didn't have to because I had eBay Motors right there. So if you look at that, that's just one of 122 million parts for your ride or die like mine, where you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, just talked about that. LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, et cetera. eBay Motors has it. With their guaranteed fit, it's a fit for your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. You can keep the ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. Now let's hit the deep dive. You loved what you saw. The deep dive says that we're going with the and one and the bench mob. You absolutely loved what you saw with the bench mob. You said that we're going back to something Sadiq Bates said a couple nights ago that you actually thought had some good sound footing. And that is the Hawks have the deepest bench in the league. Did tonight's performance to Sean with a combined 55 points, 14 rebounds, seven to six, six steals, two blocks. Whoa. Did they make Sadiq's point valid? 
they did they made it very difficult to argue on a night like tonight which ironically and coincidentally enough uh-huh. it made it tough to argue it i'm all I, i'm I, yeah. until i see something different i mean if we're talking about you running off something like they did tonight which i don't think is going to happen um you know every night or every other mm-hmm. night um right. or multiple times a week then we have a different conversation so i will say i will respectfully disagree <laughs> with, with Sadiq on that um but like i said they made it very tough tonight you know when yeah. we had some of these same conversations when we did last mm-hmm. night you know the uh postcast from the from the pistons game right Right. You know, we had this conversation, talk about some of the most, um, you know, consistent players on this team. Right. Mm-hmm. Jalen Johnson, we understand with this year being the exception, a starter. But in most cases, he's been a guy that has come off the bench. Yeah. yeah. That is the, the, that is a contribution, you know, to the bench. Uh, Sadiq mm-hmm. Bay, obviously another one of those pieces this year. Bogdan Bogdanovich, how many times have I said, just keep on giving him the ball. Some of those instances where he's coming off of curls and he's starting to kind of get on, get hot. You know, they, they're sometimes I think, you know, the offense starts getting a little bit stagnant and the ball's not moving around enough. Me and you was texting, Mm -hmm. you know, during the game and you were talking quite a bit about how the ball was moving around and so forth. So Mm -hmm. uh, I think all of those things have kind of contributed to what we saw tonight. And honestly, why we have that good vibe and that good feel and that good energy about Mm -hmm. the way that tonight went is because you see them growing. You see the upward trajectory that they are on. You see the development. You see the chemistry between between all of them. And to be honest with you, as a regards, the, the biggest credit probably is. We saw this team and what they did without Trey Young on last yes. night. Mm-hmm. But in such a major way, DeJounte Murray was right there to come and help save the day. On a day like today, you had both of them. And this is where I think that they can really grow from something like this because neither of those guys, being DeJounte or Trey, had a DeJounte mm-hmm. or Trey type game. And they still found a right. way to fight, fight hard, be physical, punch back all these different things mm-hmm. didn't come away with the win, but I thought that it was, uh, I, I thought we learned a lot about it. Yeah. I think that's a great point that you make because like you said, when you look at Trey's and DeJounte's numbers, a combined 28 points, they were a combined 10 from 24 from the field and no three pointers made between the two of them. Now, Trey young had 17 assists. And we talked about the fact that that's how you started to see the ball movement tonight that you didn't see last night, even in a win. And it's still important because the ball movement and spacing the floor is important. But when they have those nights, it is good to know that a Jalen Johnson, whether he's in the starting lineup or not, Bogdan Bogdanovich, whether he's in the starting lineup or not, and the others are able to plug in spaces, you know, where and how they can. Now, interestingly enough, I will tell you, as of now, getting through about 12 games, some teams have played 12, some have played 11. The, the Hawks are about middling. They're like, they're in the top 10 as far as the benches are concerned because you're kind of looking at it from the perspective of points. The Dallas Mavericks are at the top of that chain. The Pacers, whom they're going to play on Sunday, are right there as well. And then it goes Warriors, Pistons, oddly enough, Wizards, Nets, Magic, Jazz, and Hawks. But where the Hawks do, to your point, really kind of stand up a little bit higher than the rest is rebounds per game. And that's a good thing because you and I are going to talk about how it doesn't work on the offensive glass, but on the defensive glass, they do quite fine when it comes to uh, defending and making sure that they get the uh, they get the ball back or, or that they are able to keep other teams from getting the ball back from time to time. So they, they're getting there. 
And then another place where they're getting there is turnovers per game. They have one of the lower turnover margins in the league from their bench. So I think you make a great point about growth areas and opportunities that we're starting to see already from our bench group. And I also want to just shout out, because we've already talked about uh, Bogey, we talked about Jalen. Sadiq Bey had another game. Sadiq Bey had another game. So I just want to talk about him because I'll be honest with you. And, you know, when you see what we got out of DeJounte Hunter tonight, I mean, really? That that can't keep happening. Like, we can't keep having conversations about five points, two of seven shooting, and then two rebounds and one assist. I mean, you've got to give at some point. So that's mm-hmm. another one who comes off the bench and actually does something productive when you're not getting it from maybe that three, four space. Now, where we didn't quite see what we wanted, but we saw some good things. So we'll definitely give some positives is on the glass. We know that essentially that's ultimately where this game was won and lost because, again, rebounds 42 to 30 in favor of the Knicks, but it was the offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds. 28 to 24, not too bad. But the offensive rebounds, that's where the challenge is because the Knicks had a a differential of 14 to 6, which gave them those 19 second chance points. And when you start to get into a game where you only lose by two, you start looking in those spaces and saying, man, where do we have an opportunity to get two points there, three points there that could have gotten us the win? So that would be, you know, my question to you is, how do the Hawks address that issue? Because we've been talking about them and letting other teams get the best of them on the offensive glass for a couple games now. You know, and, and I'm glad that you even mentioned that, right? Because because one uh, part of the reason why um, that they were beat on the glass tonight was because of um, Mitchell Robinson being, you know, probably the best offensive rebounder in the NBA, to be honest yeah. with you. No question. Um, I think how, how you overcome something like that is, you know, rebounding – is about technique and effort. It doesn't yeah. take a lot. You know, you, right. you, 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 you find your guy, they teach you this at a young age, you know, and I know it sounds easier said than done from the lazy boy where I sit. Um, but you find your guy, you know, and you turn around and, and you got to box out. It's very yeah. simple. And you got to make sure that they don't get around you. Um, even more so when you're the smaller team in a lot of cases, yeah. I can't, you know, there's some instances where Hartenstein tonight was just felt like he was just killing it, landing some of the bigger guys that they have. Mm-hmm. You have to be the smaller and quicker team that when that rebound yeah. does come off long, you have to be fast getting to it so it. that you can yeah. start your break early. You can get out into transition and do some of those little things. So I, I think it's the small details um, and, and not every night is going to be like I told you last night. Not every night is going to be Detroit. Not every night is going to be New York, but I think that Mm -hmm. it was good to be able to play two very physical, probably two of the more physical teams in the NBA, if I'm just being honest, Uh, especially on the on on the East Coast, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, in back to back games. Don't forget, there was a back to back tonight. So I think all of those things tend to play a part. Yeah. And like you said. When you got one player, Mitchell Robinson, with 15 rebounds, he out-rebounded. I mean, we lo- we love what the bench was able to do, but he out-rebounded the bench all of uh, the Hawks all by himself tonight. And then Julius Randle also gave support with 10 rebounds. That's when you have to figure, like you said, you have to figure out a way. So if teams are going to be bigger than you, right? Like if you're going to your smaller lineup because you want to get productivity 
in the points. The one thing that you do have to do as well is, like you said, be prepared. So there were a couple times tonight where I saw some ball movement on like the left wing, but then I'm looking here on the right wing and I'm seeing three players not moving. And my thing is, you don't know if one of those players on the left wing is actually going to hit for the Hawks. So you should be preparing, like you said, because you can see they're they're setting up for a three. So you need to be prepared for that long rebound. And I just saw them standing around, and lo and behold, I said, man, that's about to be two points for the Knicks because I just felt it. And, yes, and I uh, forget who who shot the ball, but, yep, it was the shot from the Hawks early in the clock. That's another thing they got to work on. But it was early in the clock, long rebound. Hartenstein was already halfway down the court. And before you know it, that's two more points for the Knicks. So, yeah, that's an area where they do have to make sure that they pay a little bit more attention to how they're managing through that. And um, that could be the difference should you get into a game within the closing seconds where you can actually win. Yeah, no, I agree with you, Tanitra. I think, you know, like I said, it's, it's, something's going to take some time. Styles make fights. This is this is the new rivalry game. So it is going to, you know, yeah. I obviously have to go back to New York and whatever else we'll have you to see how that is going to match up. And we know that, yeah. you know, on the road, it's a little bit more likely that the Hawks can come away with a win. So I'm looking forward to see what it looks like going forward. Indeed. So when we get back, of course, we are going to tell you guys who got next. We'll talk a little bit about what we saw that was fun in the arena tonight. And then, of course, kind of tee you guys up for the Sixers game. But before we do that, I'm going to talk a little bit about Ibotta. So how does free Thanksgiving sound? Well, free, free sounds good for anything, and especially for Thanksgiving this year. Ibotta is here to give you cash back and help make sure your Thanksgiving table is complete because who wants turkey without the gravy? Turkey's great. But we all know the best part of Thanksgiving dinner is the sides, mac and cheese for your girl. With Ibotta, you can make sure you get the whole family's favorite side dishes and the turkey all while getting yourself cash back. Big holidays mean big family get-togethers, but you don't have to spend a lot and you don't have to spend it on that spread without getting something in return. So it started on November 1st. For the fourth year in a row, Ibotta is giving 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving feast. It gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods so you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. So download the Ibotta app now and use code LOCKED to get 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving dinner. Again, that started on November 1st. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code LOCKED. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code L-O-C-K-E-D. All right, Deshaun, so before, before we go into who got next, of course, want to talk a little bit about the theme night for tonight. You know, at State Farm Arena, there are always some cool, cool theme nights. And one of my favorites, of course, is D9 night. And of course, that's the Divine Nine, the Greek letter organizations, Black sororities and fraternities. And it was really cool because, of course, I'm still recovering from what I like to call D9 on 10, otherwise known as homecoming. So, <laughs> so yeah, I was like, Woo it's like an extension of, of homecoming. But the Hogs do a great job of really recognizing what's important in and around that arena, what's important in and around the community. So they highlighted uh, the AU Center, with the exception of Morris, Morris Brown. I didn't see a lot um, of representation from them, but they did shout out Georgia State, bring them in, had a cool halftime show 
where we got a chance to see members of the D9 step, and then they allowed us to kind of represent ourselves. And, you know, the Hawks are always so nice. They always give you the good good. So, of course, I got this little good good from them as well. Just to hey. say, hey, yeah, right? So I was like, wonderful, wonderful. But, yeah, you see me repping my D9, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. This is my undergraduate chapter, Gamma Alpha chapter over at Xavier. But, yeah, I always appreciate a theme night from the Hawks because they do it better than anybody. Yeah, no, listen, I, while, while, while I will, you know, never be the person to make it seem like I'm the most knowledgeable or most educated, sounds like I need to hang around my girl Tanitra a little bit more so I can, so I can learn a little bit about what's going on. Cause obviously at some point, listen, I got a daughter, she might have some interest and is going to be asking me questions and I'm not going to know yeah. what to tell her. You know what I'm saying? And, so, and, and tapping into that pocket too, because it's expensive. But anyway, I can, I can only imagine that is where we insert name here. Auntie Tanitra to not yeah. only educate her, but to take care of her on that financial side too. Cause Lord knows oh, I ain't got it. <laughs> oh, Listen, I have, I, I will go down the rabbit hole in a heartbeat. I met with some of my ment mentees when I was home for, homecoming and i'm telling you i'm like oh i want to buy this and i want to buy that but more importantly too it's an opportunity to mentor so i actually saw one of the hawks uh, entertainment team members tonight hadn't seen her in a minute so i had an opportunity to speak with her and that's the important part too it's about networking and it's about making sure that we take care of the next generation and so being able to see her tonight was uh really really awesome but listen i've got to get back at it they got a day to kind yeah. of reset themselves, right? Yeah. From yeah. what, like we said, from what for the most part was a really good performance, especially coming off a of back-to-back, the yeah. first, first end of a back-to-back -back with another physical team. So they're going to take on the Pacers. This will be their second game in the in-season tournament. But I wanted to ask you first, before you tell me about the keys to the game, what do you think about the in-season tournament? How do you like that so far? I think that, honestly, I think that it's been working out well. And I think that you can kind of see, you know, the interest that people are starting to take into it. Because I said that this thing was only going to be successful if the players took it serious. Definitely. If the players went out there and cheated like his regular season, regular season games, then we were going to pay as much attention to it or, or, or assume that, you know, have as much interest as we typically do during regular season games. But we yeah. know that that interest level is significantly different when playoffs start. This is giving yeah. people a chance to prove for, or play for something. I mean, think about it. Mm -hmm. These games have been much more chippy. I mean, you see, you just saw the, the Golden yeah. State game, you know what I mean, against the Timberwolves. Like, it's it's starting to seem like it care, like it matters for something. You've got a yeah. little bit of the MLS Cup feel to it. You've got mm -hmm. some NCAA tournament feel to it. When they get to the Final Four, they go into Las Vegas and whatever. Yeah. So I do think that it's starting to kind of implement some of the court and it takes a little bit of time to get used to a little bit, you know, yeah. as far as the different designs on the court and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. I think so far, so good has been a success. Yes, in a very small sample size and window. But overall, so far, I'm not sure that I've really heard anybody really complain too much about it. So if it doesn't hurt, it can only help. Yeah, I think so. And I'm intrigued by it. I want to see kind of how this plays out. And I think you made a good point. Playing in Vegas is a cool thing. Getting a half a mil is a cool thing. If you win, each player gets 500000 I think the runner-up gets like two fifty. And I think this also goes to the league attempting to keep the trend of game management or rest 
Mm-hmm. I think they want that to really be an afterthought. They want that to be a thing in the past. And this is the type of thing that if you put this forward, of course, with modifying some of the rules, that helps as well. Now, again, the Hogs go back into in-season tournament and they're going to play. They're going to take on the Pacers. And what I'm looking at, it'll be interesting to see Tyrese Halliburton and how he plays an old foe, Obi Toppin, who's now with the Pacers, kind of see yeah. how they handle him, and uh, Miles Turner as well. But what are you looking for as far as keys to the game for the Hawks to walk away with the win? I think the main thing is just going to be continuing to build off of what we saw in tonight. Um, yeah. That, you know, the the bench contribution, the locking in on defense, the stuff I don't think is really about necessarily about what team you're playing. I think it's just about – you know, going out there and building on the things that you've already been working on and trying to approve upon, uh, playing all 48 minutes, um, getting guys involved, the shot, you know, the, the, you know, the hot hand, um, yeah. extra game of just establishing and developing chemistry amongst one another, improve yeah. on the rebounding side as much as you can, all the little things, the teeny tiny mm-hmm. things, because those are the things that ultimately that yeah. may seem like, you know, they don't win, you know, the games that matter the most during the regular season, but mm-hmm. they certainly do at the most critical and important time of the year, which is obviously if you're lucky enough to be playing into the spring. Yeah. And, you know, I loved, I've been doing this all week, by the way. I love to want to jumpstart things for the Hawks and send them into the Pacers game. They're playing the Sixers Friday. So forgive me for that. But I've been, I literally have been saying that all week that it's the Pacers, right? And I'm like, no, it's Sixers, Pacers. But here's the intriguing thing. Right, here's the intriguing thing. They're still both in the Hogs group as Mm -hmm. far as tournament play, number Mm -hmm. one. And they had back-to-backs, essentially. They played Sunday, then Tuesday, and they split the the games. So uh, Sixers won the first game. Pacers won the second game. But guess who just smoked both times? Tyrese Halliburton. So there you go. That's what's going to be on that for the the Hogs to figure out. him but on that same token like you said in terms of looking at the rebounding piece I think that's going to be critical as well because that's not oddly enough that's not necessarily where the 76ers are able to win the game so that might be an opportunity for the Hawks and that's two Tyrese's by the way because Tyrese Halliburton has been killing it and Tyrese (laughs) Maxey who's probably probably like the most improved player of the NBA at some point Reigning MVP, Joe Embiid, we can go on and on and on. But uh, I'm looking forward to what these next few weeks and these very good teams that they have within their pool play is going to look like. Indeed, indeed. So, yeah, you got a Tyrese to think about on Friday. You got another Tyrese to think about on Sunday. But whoever you think about, just always make sure you think about us over here at the Locked On Podcast Network because we appreciate you at all times when you stop by Locked On Hawks postcast which, of course, is your home for the best talks talk, and when you like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And don't forget, of course, stop by Friday where you can check us out on the Atlanta Sports Party. Have a good night. We'll see you then.